Hi, Upper East subscribers. Hey, guys. Before I roll the theme tune, we just want to introduce this fourth episode that's coming out to you on this very special date of September 19th, 2020. And why is the 19th of September an important date, Marissa? Uh, it might be the, uh, the day that this little show, Gossip Girl, first aired ever. Mm. This is, that's when the pilot launched. On the 19th of September 2007 is when the first pilot of Gossip Girl aired. So it is the anniversary and this is the fourth episode of the Upper East Podcasters, a Gossip Girl recap. Happy birthday, Gossip Girl. Happy birthday. Hope you enjoy the episode. Where are they podcasting from? I think it's Edinburgh. Or London. Oh my God, is that SMB? You know you love us. Creepy chocolate. XOXO. Rufus be a river. <laughs> and who are we? That's one secret we always tell. I'm Marissa. And I'm Anna. We are the Upper East Podcasters. A gossip go recap. Hey, Upper East subscribers. Hey. We were just saying, weren't we, Anna, how hot it is? Yes. Yeah, it's boiling. It's, it's so hot. It's not pleasant. We're both a bit sticky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was just saying I'm the total stereotypical Brit in that I will moan about the cold all winter and the second it gets kind of above 18 degrees, I'm like, oh, I've had enough. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. Episode four. Yeah. I know. I'm so impressed with us. Every episode, I'm just like, we made it episode four, you know, <laughs> yeah. next week well, will be episode five. When we first started this, I was like, I give us two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've committed. We have to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we're episode four of the Upper East Podcasters, a Gossip Girl recap. Yes. So if you haven't listened to uh, episodes one, two, three yet, then what are you doing? Get over there. <laughs> Listen to them. Uh, we are on episode four. We are recapping every single episode of Gossip Girl from season one. Yes. This episode, Bad News Blair. Bad News Blair. Yes. I think that this is where Blair is going to get some bad news. <laughs> Maybe. You're going to get some karma from episode three. Yes. So, mm -hmm. should we have a quick episode recap, just in case anybody forgot what happened last episode? Yeah, if anyone's just joining us because they happen to be on episode four, and they're like, I'll just start from episode four. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the last episode, well, Serena and Blair kind of made up after their yeah. rivalry. Um, Dan and Serena have a potential date in the diary because I believe he said to Serena, you know, he'll call her sometime. Um, Eric and Jenny became friends and we learned a little bit about Lily and Rufus's history. Yes. The opening scene is a bit of a strange one. It's kind of a breakfast at Tiffany's dream that Blair's having. Yes. Mm. Blair is. is Audrey, of course. Yes, because Audrey is her, is her uh, idol. So the dream is that she can see Serena in the window, um, like being really cheesy and like laughing at her from, from the window. The part of this I don't really quite get is that it's kind of, it's more about that the, min the minions are hers, are Serena's. And she's looking and those like the little minion girls are all around Serena and not her. And I just kind of think, is that what this is about? You know? And also I, I noticed as well, the wig that Blair wears is, is, is really bad. Mm. Did you notice that? Maybe they just ran out of wigs in, uh, in, in, Maybe, the, fashion, uh... in the fashion department. Then we kind of have the opening Gossip Girl blast. I want to hear Marissa's, Kristen Bell's impression. So that is Gossip Girl, the voice of Gossip Girl. It's just been sent to you. Okay, <laughs> okay. so the, <laughs> this just in. <laughs> hey, Upper East Siders. There's nothing Gossip Girl likes more than a surprise. And we hear that Blair Waldorf's got a two-for-one special. Her mom, Eleanor, who's just returned from Paris, and Serena Vanderwoodson, brunch buddies. Oh, well done. I like it. Not bad, not bad for uh, somebody who's uh, never off the know, cuff. read that sentence before in her life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blair wakes to find her mum back from Paris. Um, and we, as we sp spoke about in previous episodes, she's quite absent in Blair's life. She's not really a big part of it. She doesn't seem to ever be there, really. And... Mm. She wakes up seeing that not only is her mum back, but of course, having had this nightmare that Serena is taking over, 
Serena is there having brunch with her mum. But that's not the only toxic thing that happens in this uh, scene, is it, Marissa? Uh, no, not really. Um, her mum food shames her for having like the smallest amount of a croissant. It's terrible, yeah. It's proper food shames her. I mean, she's like... Literally, she just picks up this. I mean, Blair is tiny as well. Like she's, she's, she's. Super yeah, she skinny. seems like. A, yeah. Uh, and her mum says, "Before you tuck into that, you might find the low-fat yogurt more appealing." <laughs> and well, episode her... one, we know that Blair likes yogurt. <laughs> oh yeah, you've got a lot of that yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really weird oh. dynamic where immediately yeah. Blair feels kind of threatened by Serena. Yeah, you do feel like. Eleanor likes Serena more than Blair, don't you? That's that's what I think anyway. And but you know what? She does actually praise her, praise Blair, because Blair says, I, you know, I've lost two pounds. And her mum is like, Oh, and well done, you look amazing. I'm like, God, of all the things you're gonna compliment your daughter on, it's it's her weight. <laughs> Just well, maybe. she's lost two pounds and she's thin anyway. And also when she says that sentence, she's not even looking at her, she's doing that thing where you know what it's like when you say to someone, oh, how do I look? It's like, oh, yeah, you look great. It's like, you're not even looking at me. Like, you're <laughs> looking away, you're on your phone. And like, she says, oh, well, you look magnificent. And as she's saying it, she's looking at Serena. She's not even looking yeah, at Yeah, I know. Oh, it's a, bit, it's a bit sad. I wasn't sure about Eleanor as a mom, mm-hmm. personally. She and like she compliments good. Serena's personal style. Oh, yeah, she does, doesn't she? Yeah, she really, really licks Serena's ass. Jesus. <laughs> Oh. Well, you tell us what you really think, Marissa. <laughs> no, no, I will. <laughs> um, and yeah, she, we also find out she's got a new line at Bendel's. At Bendel's, yeah, posh department store, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm guessing, because I was a bit confused, you've got a Bendel's and a Bergdorf's. Yes. It's obviously a big deal. And uh, it's a new line and they have to do an emergency fashion shoot of this line. Um, again, I mean, you're the fashion expert here, but I would say... Is that not a little bit unrealistic that it would be like, oh, and they want to stock that? I've not even done a shoot of the clothes yet, but they want to stock the line. And, you know, I've got to present something to them. And we've got to do the, the shoot tonight. Like, 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 I only have a little bit of experience with these things. But I'm sure that those things take months of preparation. Yeah, probably. But again, <laughs> actually, maybe if it's for a pitch, they mm. don't take that long. Maybe. I'm not sure, actually. But yeah, this, it does seem proper whole- last minute, doesn't it? Last minute, Larry. Yeah, it is last minute, Larry. And this whole episode is kind of around the, the this shoot idea and this battle between Blair and Serena being the models for it. It's just kind of like, if you're that big time a designer, it's not going to be like, maybe my maybe my daughter can model, maybe my maybe my daughter's mate can model as well. It's just, it's just I know. It's a bit embarrassing. But anyway. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, Serena and Blair say they have plans for the day. And then we see Chuck and Nate, uh, who obviously have plans for the weekend according to the gossip girl blast yes i think that well because it was ivy week last week and it's a real serious week i think the idea is that they're going to blow off some steam and they're going to have a party Mm. and uh, we're starting early with our creepy chuck bass moment because are we yeah well i just thought it was like he's running a cult he was like saying to this big crowd of guys like you do what i say you eat what i've provided and you only speak to the girls that I've paid for. Like, what? He's creepy, he's crawly, he's creepy Chuck Bass. He's shady, kind of rapey, he's creepy Chuck Bass. Also, the uh, boy-girl ratio looks so uneven. There looks like there's about four girls there for about 500 guys. I don't really know Well, what happened to them poor lambs. Well, yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this is a fit we've put, put down explicit for this podcast because we do swear a lot and we will talk about some pretty ifty things, but let's not talk about the gang banging that probably happened to those people. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, first of all, not only are there too few women for to go around, but also when they were like, let the last weekend commence, like it's going to be this crazy weekend, I couldn't help but look around. And again, a bit like episode two, it's like, it doesn't look like that that crazy to me like this is kind of like slightly corporate looking hotel room some um platters that have like loads of fruit on them <laughs> a few, oh, i didn't even notice the fruit <laughs> a few casino chips and some shots and it's just like mm. they're running out of uh, stuff in the props department aren't they i think <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah potentially <laughs> yeah oh and chuck has chuck shows nate his baseball 
Oh, oh, it sounds like a uh, innuendo. <laughs> Shows him his uh, collectible collector's item or like one of a, co- I don't know. I don't, I don't really know anything yeah, about Yeah, he's locking it away because he wants to. He's letting these people into his home and he's, you know, paying for women to have sex with these people. But, you know, he doesn't trust them to not nick stuff <laughs> like, you know, a home run special ball baseball thing or yeah. a watch that's apparently over £10,000. Exactly. I do um, wonder if they got product placement for that. Oh, yeah, I wonder. We should keep an eye out for that because I haven't noticed any. Normally, we're pretty good on product placements, aren't we? We know when we're being advertised to, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't noticed anything yet. So we'll keep an eye out for that. But yeah, Um, we're introduced to a new character in this scene as well, aren't we? Carter Bazin. Carter Bazin. Such an American name. I thought that Carter is a real American name, isn't it? But um, I've written in my notes. (laughs) He turns up looking like he smells like avocado and hemp. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he does look like he's wearing hemp yes <laughs> but oh, it's, um, it's honestly it's, again i have to say it, it's like another director okay so we need a bloke who looks like he's been traveling or oh, something that looks like a poncho but yeah, not yeah. quite a poncho <laughs> not quite a poncho loose baggy like it's been sewn by your nan yeah make him look poor <laughs> <laughs> a couple of beads <laughs> yeah make him look his his hair's outgrown you know uh what, what else what else a little does, bit uh, of stubble bit of a little bit of bracelet going on yeah a beaded bracelet yes a beaded <laughs> bracelet <laughs> i love how when we're doing this impression we're imagining like the director and producer having this conversation in their proper cockney they're like <laughs> yeah they're definitely not cockney are they <laughs> no they're not but in my mind having that conversation they are right well we need to get something that looks a little bit hippie like <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he turns up as i've said Looking like he smells like avocado and hemp, gate yeah. crashing. And I think that he's... Chuck would agree with you. Yeah, Chuck... well, Chuck would agree. What, what was his, Chuck's quote on this? Um, yeah, it's, he, Chuck thinks he's a loser because he traded in his trust fund for a fanny pack. Which is quite funny. It's quite, that's, that's quite funny, I thought. <laughs> See, we don't have like fanny pack shame here in the UK. Nobody talks about fanny packs. It's like a real thing in the US, I've noticed, because it gets talked about in a lot of sitcoms, doesn't it? Like, oh, you're a fanny mm-hmm. pack. And it's like here it's just a it's just like a belted wallet. Yeah, basically. And they're pretty really handable for fest handy for festivals. Yeah, like I exactly. I, I never realised that they were that uncool until I watched these American sitcoms shaming me. <laughs> <laughs> they're really handy and practical, guys. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, he says he looks like Matthew McConaughey between movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Matthew McConaughey looks like between movies. Does he look really shit, I guess? Well, what I would say, Marissa, is whatever Matthew McConaughey looks like between movies, I still would. <laughs> also this was 10 years ago so i think matthew mcconaughey was still in his heartthrob acting stage and not his you know serious uh, edgy actor stage mm, i'm sorry what do you mean was still in his is he not still heartthrob well he is but he just does completely doesn't do rom-coms anymore he does like wolf of oh, I see what you been mean. like wolf of wall street dallas buyers club yeah 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 so he he was he was in his how to lose a guy in 10 days stage yes mm-hmm. yeah fair 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 um we're introduced to Carter Basing, who has given up his trust fund. He's obviously been traveling. He's typical Gap Yar character. Gap Yar, mm-hmm. definitely. You can tell that he's obviously trying to woo Nate into his way of thinking because Nate obviously doesn't want to go to Dartmouth. Nate doesn't want to kind of, mm-hmm. he, he, he's, as I said last week, he's, he's, a, he's a rich guy, but he's a nice guy and he doesn't believe in the material possessions. One of those nice guys, huh? Don't trust him already. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's kind of pulling Nate in to this kind of, you should come down and hang with me and play this poker game with me because I've got some guys who could tell you some even better stories than I have about my travels. Can't wait to hear those. Yeah. I have to say, I agree with Chuck for the first time so far this series that Carter Bay is a loser. I kind of agree with Chuck as well because... Yeah, Carter's like explanner bragging. He's a proper explanner bragger, isn't he? About his yeah. We need to explain. We need to explain what explanner brag is for anyone. Oh yeah, I think that's maybe an in thing, isn't it? I'll Mm -hmm. let you take this. You 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 coined it, I think, and you told me what it was. So I'll let you. Okay. An explanner brag. When you're bragging about something, but making out like it's not that big a deal, or even better, that it's actually annoyed you. 
that it's so good. Okay, so an example would be, oh my God, I can't believe I'm headlining Wembley tonight and I have to travel all the way across London in this traffic to get to the sound check. Ugh. <laughs> yes. Or, oh my God, these Louboutin shoes, they're just so uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> so, explain a bragging. Explaining something in a brag, but making it sound like it was kind of hard nut. Yes, perfect. Um, <laughs> Which is what he's I, doing, not only what by talking about his gap year, but also talk about how much money he has. So he's just like, oh, all this money that we have, it's so terrible. And how, how it just weighs us down in our conscience and material things. And it doesn't really mean anything. And yet still here you are in Chuck's hotel suite, enjoying I fruits also, of it all. I also think that most students would have to work, you know, years before being able to afford to go on a gap year as well. So I bet he didn't. At least Chuck's honest about himself mm -hmm. in that way that he likes this rich lifestyle. People, you yeah. know, people aspire to be like him. I think he, you know, at least he's on an honest upfront about what dick he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, let's call a spade a spade. So's Carl. Amazing. <laughs> he's a not. Anyway. Yes. I only kind of agreed with Chuck, had a moment where I was kind of like, oh, Chuck's kind of right about this guy and I'm not getting good feelings about him before then it comes to my creepy Chuck Bass moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, where they're talking obviously about material things and these two twin sisters come up either side of Chuck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, now here is something that doesn't need material. As a matter of fact, it's about to come off. And he's like, yeah. care to join me? Like, he's just going to share these women with him. Because, again, women are objects to Chuck mm -hmm. Bass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they when they say no, nah, I'm good. Again, Nate, Nate does that thing. Like, nah, I'm good. Like, nah, like, he's I'm turning, right. like he's turning down a cigar. Nah, mm -hmm. I'm good. <laughs> um, he goes, fine. I hate to break up a match set anyway. He's shady, kind of rapey. He's creepy Chuck Bass. Yeah, I don't really know what that means, a match set. Because they're twins. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay, I, you know what? I just kind of, that How sort of went over me. How gross is that? I know. All their comments about women just sort of go over me now. I'm like, oh, whatever. Just You can't be getting immune to it already. We're only episode four. By the time we get to episode eight, we'll be agreeing with them on this stuff. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. I promise. <laughs> And yes, Carter, it kind of ends with Carter inviting Nate for a game of cards, a game of poker in Queens. Yes. I think, I think by the fact that he says Queens, we're supposed to be like, oh, it must be a bit dodgy because it's in Queens. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not the Upper East Side. It's not Manhattan, is it? It's in Queens. So <laughs> scary, scary. So we have a shout out from a fellow Essex girl, Marissa. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> um, as of course, we are both uh, originally Essex girls doing this podcast. And Hannah Biggs from Essex uh, says, <clears throat> living for this podcast and for Rufus me a river. Keep giggling <laughs> at moments I forgot in the show. Would be amazing to hear fun facts for us Upper East subscribers. So meaning maybe we could give the listeners something they might not already know. I've got, I found, well, I think I found something, but it's for the fashion watch. We're going to try and do a bit more digging, um, digging for dirt, digging for gossip. Um, more detective work, yeah. like Gossip Girl herself. We can definitely dive in on some of the behind the scenes gossip from when they filmed mm -hmm. it. Yeah, definitely. So thank you so much, Hannah, for listening, for being an early listener, mm -hmm. providing us with some feedback. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on to the next scene. Yes. So Serena and Blair are out shopping. I know we're only on episode four, but still, it's the nicest normal thing I've seen them do. Um, and Blair is complaining that Serena is getting more attention from her mum than, than Blair is, which is probably true. <laughs> well, from her mum and also from men on the street. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, God, I forgot what it was like being with you. And and like poor Serena, it's not her fault, you know. No, no one asks to get catcalled, do they? So yeah. Also, like that's the other part I didn't quite get, and it's the part that hasn't aged well as well. Because like being lecched on like that, walking down the street, 
now that wouldn't be like a thing you'd be jealous of. You wouldn't be like, oh, you know, those those two men who are old enough by the looks of it to be, you know, our dads or at least kind of older uncles um, <laughs> wouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm so sad that they weren't looking at me and they were looking at you instead. Oh, I, don't, I wouldn't really be jealous of getting like catcalled or anything. And I think it's unrealistic as well because they're they're both so beautiful. So mm. maybe if they if they had cast somebody who wasn't as beautiful as Blake Lively to play Blair, you could kind of it's a bit more believable. But they're so they're both so gorgeous that they would mm. both be getting equal amounts of attention. But yeah, that's the storyline. The fact that Serena is kind of more is supposed to be kind of more beautiful or appealing, mm. um, more desirable. Yeah, more maybe that's it. More desirable. Yeah, she's being, but she's being openly jealous, and she's kind of saying, you know, don't patronize me. They're looking at you, and my mum likes you more. And Serena's like, don't be so silly. She loves you. She just has a funny way of showing it. Um, and then Blair just says, wait here, wait for me. And I think she's going in to use the loo or she's to use the restroom or something. And Serena mm-hmm. spots uh, Dan Humphrey from across the street. I know Dan Humphrey just walking around New York doing his doing his thing. Um, I feel like Dan becomes super cool in this episode because all of the previous episodes, not so much, but he's suddenly like really chilled and he's really kind of like, oh, hey. Yeah, he's like, he's got some game and he's got a bit of chat in this episode. Final, about time as well. Yeah. We find out that he obviously hasn't called Serena yet, which I think is a bit of a twist on how things were in the previous episode. Yeah, you would have thought he would have called her like the next day or or Dan (laughs) being Dan. He would have called her that evening. He stalked her since the sixth grade or something. (laughs) Um, So yeah, Blair is then horrible to Dan because Blair then joins them. Uh, This is my Blair Wardorf burn. Oh, mine too, mine too. (gasps) Is it? Okay. Mine too. You just got burned. Mm. You just got burned. So she says to Dan, <laughs> "This is so insulting as well." Like I couldn't. When she said this, I was like, "If that was, if that was me, and it was a, a guy that I liked, and you came out and said this, I would have to say that's really rude." Yeah, it is. Would, She's. I'd call you on it. I don't understand. Yeah. Blair says to Serena, she says, well, when you're done with your charity work, why don't you come and find me? And she says something like, I'll be looking at ponchos. <laughs> I know. Are we and Tori Birch looking at ponchos? I'm like, okay, all right, you fucking, do that. I don't really... join Carter Bays in with your fucking ponchos. I know. She's, I actually, <laughs> I don't even think it's that good of an insult either. I know it's Blair Wall of Burn, but I think out of this, I think six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, as good as... There aren't as well. many Blair Waldorf burns in this one because she's kind of the victim in this episode, I guess. Yeah, true. Which yeah. she deserves after last week. Bloody I hell. Know. I know. I mean, Whew. honestly. And the amount Serena bends over backwards for Blair in this episode. And I'm like, it was only last week that she outed you for a drug problem you didn't have. <laughs> I know. She's... um. Yeah, she's hard to feel sympathetic for, apart from, well, yeah, this episode, you mm. might get it. Yeah, you do. Well, you, you kind of understand where she's coming from. Dan seems surprised that Serena is still hanging out with Blair. And he actually says to her, doesn't he, like, mm, wasn't she the girl that literally just last week said in front of all the Ivy League colleges that you had a drug problem? And Serena's like, yeah. well, you know, that's Blair. And that kind of sets the precedent for the, like, the rest of the franchise, isn't it? It's always that. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's just Blair. It's just oh, Blair. Just, just that's the just, way she that's is. Just so Blair, isn't it? Oh my so god, Blair to just try and ruin my life. But now oh we're best god. friends. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Spreading lies and rumors about me—that is so Blair. She's hilarious like that. So the next scene. What is the next scene, Marissa? It is Eleanor's advisor. So Blair's mum, mm-hmm. fashion designer Eleanor Waldorf. Uh, her advisor is trying to convince her about who should represent the brand, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the face of the brand now that they've, you know, it's a big investor. Yeah. And, you know, obviously with these things, high fashion brand, they've probably interviewed and auditioned loads of kind of top high fashion models and things, haven't they? So there's probably mm-hmm. a, been a whole process. Oh, no, wait. No, that's not what's happened, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. They'll just use Blair. <laughs> just any old girl. <laughs> just use the daughter. And if the daughter doesn't work, um, yeah. 
surely that's unrealistic. I mean, I know this whole show is unrealistic. Know. But Blair will be the new face of Waldorf for Bendel's. Yes. And mm-hmm. then, oh my God, what did you think of the scene, the next scene with all the girls like practicing their poses in the mirror? <laughs> oh. I thought it was really cringy, but I know for a fact that I definitely did that when I was about 14. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit cringy. Uh, but I've, I've done it. I've been that girl, like, practically, you know. <laughs> Do you know what me and, me and at the time, Marissa, of course, you are my BFF for life. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I was 13, 14, cause you, cause, only because you just said 14, uh, me and my BFF at the time, we used what? to... Checking. <laughs> we used to reenact episodes of EastEnders. <laughs> oh my god, that's so that's so that's so like English. <laughs> it's so Essex as well, isn't it? Like, so for for anybody who doesn't know, EastEnders is is like a soap opera here in the UK. It's been running since friggin' forever, and yeah. it's about East End London, and it's very Cockney, and there'll be all kinds of. Re- ridiculous storylines in it um like oh my sister's actually my mum kind of thing um in fact that was one of the scenes we'd act out <laughs> oh what cats later so we certainly were not living in an environment where we would be like oh let's just practice our modeling poses <laughs> we were going all right love you ain't my mother yes I am. <laughs> donna i know you've been seeing him <laughs> <laughs> Leave it out, Wayne. He ain't Leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I didn't really relate to the scene where they're all posing um, with their beautiful figures and designer clothes in a penthouse suite. I don't know if anybody else feels the same, but that uh, certainly is not what I related to. Yeah, let us know what side you were on. Were you reenacting EastEnders or Coronation Street, or were you practicing model poses? <laughs> <laughs> love yeah, to know what team you're on in the US were you the kind of person who was more kind of you're just like you're just like you're impersonating the keeping up with the Kardashians or were you actually in fact posing like a model let us know <laughs> um but yeah Blair Serena and the minions uh practicing posing for the shoot and as they're doing that Dan calls her and Blair kind of answers the phone and is like number is no longer in service and uh Dan's- oh they're so horrible to him again it's such oh no wonder he hasn't called her. It's such hard work, isn't it? Well, she Blair also nicknames Dan Cabbage Patch, which I think is quite funny. Yeah, it's a pretty shitty nickname, isn't it? You don't really want to <sighs> yeah, explain that one, do you? I, I quite enjoyed that. That kind of like, okay, Cabbage Patch, here she is. And then Dan asks her for a date, which I is know, for the finally. Fun. Yes, finally. Oh my God. Will they? Will they go on a date? Will they? Won't they? Who knows? <laughs> Well, we know what happens, but he asks her for a date and it's to go and see a movie to not talk. And Serena says, yes. Yes. Cool. Um, now, I believe we're, uh, we're moving on to a, uh, another scene right now, another storyline that's happening alongside all of these. Um, yes. With a certain somebody who's in, in these scenes who I, I have a slight crush on. Do we know who that person is? Marissa. Um, I'm gonna guess. Uh, I think his name's Rufus. Rufus, me a river. Rufus, me a river. Oh, Rufus, me a river. Rufus, me a river. Rufus, me a river. I um, I was watching this scene and I was thinking of you because. I, I thought that you were going to, you know, shit a brick when you saw that he was almost flirting with another woman. <laughs> oh, God. I can't get over how hot he is in this entire <laughs> freaking episode. You, it begins but, with him, like... Obviously, it's complicated, isn't it? His opening line to that woman in the gallery, it's complicated, isn't it? I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> He's appreciating the art, Marissa. Yeah, but I've written in my notes, I bet Anna is, is jealous of Bex Simon, who is an art buyer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God, I'd love to buy some art from that man. <laughs> <sighs> he can brush his strokes on my canvas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. So, yeah, he's so beautiful in this whole episode where this beautiful woman is coming on to him and he wants to buy this painting from him and... And they're kind of flirting and she says, you know, stay open for me later and, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll 
will be able to you be able to sell this painting for my client because she's an art dealer so we don't know who the client is and she does indeed turn up later and they talk don't they about the painting and who does yes. who is the artist of the painting the artist is his ex-wife which well I current like, wife separate. oh yeah sorry current wife they are separated sorry thank you for the correction you're right but yeah i was like that must be a bit sad selling working in a gallery and selling your ex-wife's you know <laughs> painting must be a bit like a constant reminder surely now that you've mentioned it actually I hadn't even thought about that every single day coming into work with people coming and going wow this is amazing <laughs> but yeah. anyway we digress sidebar yeah sorry but Rufus gorgeous gorgeous Rufus he's so loyal to his wife because when she then kind of comes on to him um well twice he he proves his loyalty to his wife actually in this episode because she kind of comes on to him and he says well actually the painting is by my my wife she lives in hudson she hands him her card and it's just like mm. if the trains ever stop running which i thought was really uh, like a real dig like to the wife oh you know if the trains <laughs> ever stop running back to your wife you know i've got a nice warm side of the bed for you <laughs> yeah definitely then later on, we see Lily turn up with the painting because she was the client. I know. And she's, you know, Rufus is shocked. He's like, you were the client. I should have known. And mm -hmm. oh, doesn't Lily say as well when she turns up, she says, how dare you? Oh, oh God. Yeah, she does. Actually, you're right. Oh, she's she's annoyed that she's been sold a painting by Rufus's ex-wife. She's like, your ex-wife hated me because obviously Rufus and Lily had a thing and Lily keeps showing up at his fucking art gallery, yep. constantly going, tell your son to leave my daughter alone. Are you obsessed with me? Why are you trying to get to me? And yet she's the one who keeps turning up. She's the one who keeps helping him out. She's the one who keeps buying his heart. <laughs> yeah, Rufus, I know. I agree. I don't want any of this, bitch. Fucking what's yeah. going on? <laughs> and he, Lily's, Lily turns up, is like, oh, you know, how dare you sell this to me? He says, well, I didn't know it was you. If I'm an artiste, and I've sold a painting for 10 grand, for example, don't know how much that was. I don't really care who's buying it. <laughs> I've made 10 grand. Well, yeah, to be fair, that painting was probably really expensive. And for Lily to just be like, well, you know, take a refund. He's probably like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's my first painting I've sold in two weeks and it had to be you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, I'm, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm so conflicted. I don't know whose side to be on. I don't know who I agree with. But Well, yeah. you know whose side I'm on. I I think I do. I'm on the painting side. I think I'll be on the I'll be I'll be neutral. I'll be on the painting side. So the next scene. What is the next scene? The next scene is the is the basketball game, <laughs> and oh uh, this is this is where our fashion watch is going to come in. But let's set the scene <laughs> for this basketball game. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. Cut out. <laughs> This is where our fashion watch is going to come in. <laughs> no, no, well, I know that it's not going to be good either. <laughs> no, it's not. No. So let me, let me set the scene for this fashion watch, right? So, okay. First of all, a limousine pulls up. And how many people get out of that limousine <laughs> in, 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 like, in their basketball you know, little outfits. I know you can fit a lot of people in a limousine, but that was that was like a clown. That was like a bunch of clowns coming out of a mini. That was so many people. I didn't even think of that, but you're so right. <laughs> oh my God, they must have had like people queuing around the block going in and out of that limo. But oh, anyway, so um, this weekend that Chuck is putting on for everybody involves a basketball game in in the park for some reason. And um, yeah, so much for the outside world doesn't exist. Yeah, I know. Um, and let's just, you know, let's just get right in fucking to it. Um, what the fuck is Chuck wearing? <laughs> okay. Like, that right, describe it. Describe it for us. Because remember, this is a podcast. We can't see pictures, but you can. Well, you can see pictures on our Instagram at Upper East Podcasters. Little plug there. Yes. Um, so if you want to look at it, if you've forgotten what it looks like and you're not watching along with us, have a little look on the Instagram because it is up. But Marissa, please paint us a word picture of Chuck's outfit. So yeah, Chuck is wearing some sort of basketball vest with crowns on it. <laughs> with a yellow trim around the neck and shoulders. and and some mismatching 
basketball shorts, the same color as his sweatband round his round his head. And honestly, if I was Ed Westwick, who's obviously plays Chuck Bass, I'd I'd want to know what was going on. Honestly, that is the worst outfit I've ever seen in my life. Probably, I'm that's probably the worst outfit of this season. Surely, what so far? I'm going to predict ever. I can't even. I don't remember ever seeing an outfit that bad. Well, we will be doing an award ceremony at the end of each yes. season, won't we, Marissa? So at the yes, end of will. the season, we will give an award for the worst outfit of the season. But for this episode, at least, you're saying this is the worst outfit. 100%. Yes, I've mm-hmm. never seen anything like it in my life. Okay. <laughs> Does that mean it's time for me to play the jingle? Yes, please okay. do. <laughs> Great, right. The jingle is coming up. Here it is. Headbands by Armani, paintings all by Miracami, Dolce and Cabana, dresses, all the white types I'll be missing, kissing in designer stockings, upper East Park costumes, mocking all the best dressed and the worst worn clothes of the episode. <laughs> and that is the worst worn clothes of the yes. episode. Um, okay, cool. So it's the basketball match. <laughs> yes we don't get to see much of it it's quite a short-lived scene this it's mainly I, just about kicking carter basing out isn't it yeah i don't really think there even is a basketball match but basically chuck asks him to leave and nate is like oh don't be mean and carter's like no it's fine i'll go i'll go but nate asks him about this card game again later tonight so i think that's what's that's what's going to go down So yes, Chuck kicks Carter out of the basketball game. Nate isn't very happy about it. He gets invited to the card game. And the next scene is Blair's shoot. Yes, exactly. Well, it's kind of her, it's not her shoot. It's like her test shoot, right? She does a test hair and makeup shoot. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, And it's not going very well for Blair. No, but don't you think it's because she's just nervous? It's a lot of pressure. Um, You know, she doesn't get on with her mum. She knows her mum has ridiculously high standards and that she's not very well liked by her mum. And it's a lot of pressure, you know. Mm-hmm. And the photographer, oh my God, the photographer. So mm-hmm. a good cameraman would be like literally where to pop your hip, where to put your legs, where to hold your hands up to your face if you need to. They will show, they will literally kind of help you shape or show you a picture and say like, this is how kind of you should stand and look. Um especially if the designer wants it if the designer wants it and it's the designer's daughter there is no way in in hell that a cameraman is going to say to the designer i don't think your daughter should be is good enough because i know in the, in the real world the designer's going to be like well actually i'll find a fucking cameraman who can i know like the camera it's not the cameraman's or the photographer's job to, do, to make creative decisions like that his job is to just take the pictures and make the clothes or the product or whatever it is look good i don't think he really gets any other creative yeah. decision or say in it so absolutely fuck this guy <laughs> yeah exactly that that she would have the, as the head of that label she would be completely within her rights to say well i'll find a photographer who can mm, simple, simple as and yeah. it might take a bit longer because if you're an experienced model it's going to be quicker and it's be easier but if that's who you want you can make it work and you can make Mm. it happen yeah i suppose for the storyline's sake you know we probably shouldn't get too bogged down about what's realistic and what's not in gossip girl (laughs) no let's not let's not (laughs) she's being told to loosen up the camera is like it isn't working and then serena kind of picks up on it uh, and, and she kind of jumps in and she's like oh my god i'll help her and and she's like be a tiger oh my god yes so i know she's trying to help out but so this ensues the cringiest scene of Gossip Girl. I can, you know, this is this is one of the first things that I think of when I think of Gossip Girl is the be goofy, be be like a tiger and and <laughs> rawr, rawr. It's like oh god, oh my god, it's so oh, funny. God. Although ten out of ten for Serena's hairography, but it was. Oh, it was really, really bad. And it was oh my god. My think my favorite moment was the uh, Britney with the umbrella. What does that mean? Oh, would you not know? Well, this is in 2007. So this is during Britney Spears's, you know, breakdown year where she was a bit, the year that she shaved her head and that she attacked the paparazzi with an umbrella. <gasps> oh my God. Is that what that meant? That's yeah, horrible. Yeah. You must have seen, you must have seen the pictures of Britney with the umbrella. Well, yeah. Now you've reminded me, but in context, that didn't make any sense in a shoot. Like, that's horrible. Yeah, I, know. I know. Why would you want 
like a classy photo shoot like that why would you want like some manic woman who's having a clearly having a breakdown mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah excess well, fame look, and drugs. this is what annoys me when you get the next scene when th- these people then do turn up at eleanor wardorf's house in the middle of the night and uh, you know especially after that test shoot's happened and eleanor's putting blair to bed and she's putting that face mask on her and she's kind of stroking her hair and she's like oh you know and blair says you haven't done this since i was a little girl and you can feel like she's getting this approval from her mom and Mm -hmm, her mom mm -hmm. is kind of like oh you're never normally in bed this early so you kind of are thinking on is it in blair's head is it not and then suddenly these guys turn up and tell her that her daughter is a sack of shit basically at modeling and They're just like, oh, this girl hasn't got what you want. She hasn't got the life, the life that you need in these photos. Yeah, you're right. He basically says that Serena will be better. Again, this photographer who's making all these decisions. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but yeah. (laughs) We should probably mention as well that at the photo shoot, Blair makes Serena miss her date with Dan as well because she needs her so much at the at the photo shoot and Serena's quite nice actually I think she's very honest with Dan like look I know it sounds superficial but if it's important to her it's important to me I think you're being quite charitable there he's in the queue at the cinema waiting yeah very true actually yeah fair enough (laughs) and this is all happening obviously the night before the shoot and what else is happening the night before the shoot Marissa is uh the lost weekend pub crawl I know. Okay, right. I have some thoughts on this. Go on. First of all, so they're going to an Irish pub. Great. Who doesn't love an Irish pub? I love an Irish pub. You know me, babe. Love me an Irish pub. Love me the Irish. They are great fun. <laughs> love <laughs> great the crack Irish. even. We need some, any, any listeners in, in Ireland, holler us. <laughs> so Chuck says, as he gets out the limo, we've got 50 pubs and 500 chances to get laid so by my calculations when you know we should have a segment marissa does math huh? <laughs> like a jingle <laughs> i'm so bad at math but i think i calculated that as 100 women per pub no wait say that again so, 50, so there's 50 no, pubs sorry sorry this is brilliant i do need to do a jingle for this say say that again marissa so it's 50 pubs 50 pubs yeah that, and chuck says that's 500 chances to get laid so my calculate, I can see your face, like it's not right, is it? So apparently, so I think that's 500 divided by 50 is 100. No, it's not, is it? No. Can we edit this out? <laughs> what is it? How many chances is that? Okay, so if you're going to 50 pubs and you have yeah. 500 chances to get laid, it, remember yeah. if you time something by 10, you're adding a zero onto it. Yeah. I can't believe I'm having to explain that to you. Oh, so it's a thousand chances to get laid. No! Oh, what, what, you said add a... I'm going to die. You said add a zero. It's, it's ten. It's ten women per pub. Oh. Ten times fifty. Said... Ten times fifty. Add a zero. Five hundred. Oh. Five hundred. Because what I've put in my notes is I can't believe it's fifty pubs. That's fifty pints. I would yeah I same die. i said that i would die after 15 i know i said that i was like no one can oh, do sorry, 50 Marissa, i need to have a minute i can't believe you thought... <laughs> everyone's gonna think i'm stupid moment. this is the funniest moment of the podcast <laughs> got I it love you. i love you so much you are <laughs> special in other ways. Um, I'm so, so bad at math. The part, of this, the part of this that I thought was funniest was when, was when Chuck goes, don't dip your shillelagh in the wrong part of gold. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck's a shillelagh? I'm glad you asked, Marissa, because I googled it. <laughs> oh my God, what is it? It's, and I quote, this is the Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A thick stick of blackthorn or oak <laughs> used in Ireland. <laughs> Gets better. Wait. Typically used as a weapon. <laughs> Don't dip your shillelagh in the wrong part of gold. Shillelagh equals cock. Wrong pot of gold, the JJ. He's shady, kind of rapey. He's creepy, jerk bass. I can't believe you said it can be used as a weapon. 
<laughs> oh my god can you imagine can you imagine if they actually find an irish girl and she says to them it's like you know <laughs> don't put your shal- don't wave your shillelagh at me <laughs> <laughs> or using it for this as well fuck off you shillelagh <laughs> <laughs> amazing you're such a shillelagh head such a shillelagh head <laughs> Right, we've calmed down after the Shalala incident. <laughs> oh my god! But basically, Nate isn't interested, is he? He doesn't. He doesn't really want to go. He's more interested in going to this card hey, game. He don't want to dip no Shalala in no pot of gold. I know. I don't blame him. Um, <laughs> and Chuck <laughs> and Chuck says, "You can't trust that Shalala head. Everyone aspires to be us, <laughs> you know." <laughs> Why have you suddenly become Australian? I don't know. I didn't mean to be Australian. (laughs) Don't trust that shalala head. Don't trust the shalala head. They want to be like us, mate. (laughs) I didn't mean to go Australian, but you get the... (laughs) (laughs) Nate's like, I'm bailing. I don't want to be part of this. (laughs) Yes. Weird shalala dipping Irish affair. I'm going to go hang out with somebody real. I want to go play some cards. Did you see, he then goes on his phone and looks at um, VZ Maps? Yes, I noticed that has to be a product placement. Is that BlackBerry? I have no idea. I couldn't find anything of it, but I thought, like, Google... I was like, when was Google Maps invented? And Google Maps was invented in 2005. So Google Maps existed when this was around, but it obviously wasn't Mm. used. Nate looks it up. He's on his way to Queens to play cards. And the next scene is... My gorgeous Rufus. Rufus, Rufus, Rufus. Oh, he's playing guitar, Marissa, and you know me. I'm a musician. I just can't. I'm just, oh, I can't bear it. Loves art and a musician. I just can't bear it. It's too much. Mm-hmm. He's playing guitar. I will add, I have to say this, not very well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is he not it is a little bit like like they've they've gotten a guitar tutoring on rufus mate look listen again i'm gonna do a director's voice like they're cockney <laughs> but look, co- listen cockney. mate we really want you to play some guitar right because it makes you a little bit hot for the birds so what we're gonna bring in some uh guitar tutors to just teach you a few of the simple chords uh and it is that it's very simple and it's you know not executed very well uh... as a guitarist i'm saying this Anyways, um, other than that, gorgeous, playing guitar. And Dan comes home. He's been freaking, obviously, he's been bailed on. Stood up. Mm -hmm. He's been stood up, yes. And he's like, I'm not sure if this Serena thing's worth it. And, of course, Rufus speaks on experience, doesn't he? Yes. Well, this is, I I quite like their relationship, really. I think he talks quite openly with his dad about, like, his feelings and what's going on with Serena and, Mm and... yeah, I do think it's quite nice. And he says he, he says how much he hates Blair. I have the quote, actually. Oh, go for it. The insult is, she is one 95-pound, doe-eyed, bon tossing label-whoring package of girly evil. <laughs> I was like, that is a mouthful. Wow. Again, if I couldn't love Rufus any more than I already did, he then says... Well, usually someone like that, they have a story behind them. There are reasons to why they are the way they are. And, you know, there's more to that person. I, this is, uh, this is my best worst advice segment, even though it's not quite <gasps> advice. Oh, my God. The best worst advice. Oh, my God. Wait, the jingle's got to come. <laughs> Straight out of the mouths of Manhattan's elite. It's the best worst advice of the week. The best worst advice of the week. Go yeah. for it. Dan's like, how will I know if 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 it's worth it? And and Rufus is like, oh, you won't know until you jump with both feet. <laughs> it's like, right, okay. But uh, he's speaking with experience because he says, I dated a girl like Serena, very much like Serena. Which of course, oh, wonder- as, as the watchers, we're like, this is a bit weird because we know that it's it's. Humble. We know it's Lily, isn't it? It's definitely Lily. <laughs> very much like Serena. In fact. <laughs> Serena comes from literal the egg DNA of my ex. <laughs> uh, so it's but, a bit creepy, but yeah, he's kind of saying, you know, and it was wonderful, and and he jumps in, he jumped in with both feet, and he actually gives Dan that advice. I know, but then he says, "I swam for a while, 
until I drowned. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay. It's the best worst advice of the week. Following on from this with Dan being told to jump in with both feet, um, Serena invites Dan to the photo shoot, doesn't she? Yeah, why? Like, you know, I know she doesn't know him very well, but surely she should know Dan well enough to know that he will not really enjoy going to a photo shoot. Yeah, she was like, oh, we'll both be on the sidelines and, you know, we can order it. Do you know what, right? A lot of this episode is about Serena wanting the spotlight, okay? Mm. Mm. I can't help but agree with that a little bit in the, in the sense that even though she does end up being portrayed slightly as a victim, she does really crave that spotlight. The fact that her best mate is about to have this moment and she's using that as an opportunity to invite this guy out for a first date immediately then makes it about her anyway. Yeah. Or am I going mad? I don't know. I don't know. It's either way. Dan's terrible idea. Yeah, it is a terrible idea. But Dan says yes. And of course, he says, I'm going to jump in with both feet. Yes. Take his dad's best worst advice. Where were we? Blair wakes up with the bad news <laughs> that she is going to be replaced. Bad news, Blair. She, and she, well, she wakes up, doesn't she? And her mum literally says, I hired these people for their expertise. Like, and that's why, that's the reason that she is no longer the face of this brand. God, what a burn is that as well? Like, and their expertise tells me that you are shit. It's for the brand. Think of the brand. It's like, oh, fucking hell, fuck the brand. Think of your daughter. <laughs> well, Blair immediately kind of becomes quite submissive and is very much like, oh, you know, you know, you need, you need somebody who's going to be professional, not an amateur. And she's, you kind of see this vulnerable side to Blair. It's very sad. Her mum goes to the shoot and Blair then rings Serena and says, maybe we should just go anyway, see who they replace me with. And make fun of the skinny bitch. <gasps> skinny shaming, oh. which we don't like. But also, yes. Uh, awkward. Let's just clear something up, right? So it's the morning and Blair's woken mm-hmm. up. She's got this news and they're heading to the shoot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Nate is still in his card game. <laughs> oh my God, he is. So obviously it's going on until the early hours of the morning. So he's at the card game. It is definitely a shoddy little bar. And it's obviously a bit Mm. of a scam because he's encouraging Nate to keep betting. Yeah, push his luck. Yeah. And he goes down on a pair of sixes as well. Like Anybody who's listening who knows Texas Hold'em, because I'm quite the poker player, I quite enjoy it. Uh, (laughs) You don't put 10 grand down on a pair of sixes. Well, or three sixes, whatever it was, the five five cards. I don't know if it was Texas Hold'em or not, but... um, the guy beats him with a pair of aces, doesn't he? And, and, and Carter's really gone like, yeah, go on, keep betting, man. Oh, he's an Archibald. He's good for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Carter says something like, you know, click your fingers and make it happen. And he's like, are you in with these guys? And they all suddenly start kind of kerfuffling, which is one of my favorite words. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's like, you set me up. And yes. he turns up to save the day. Chuck. Chuck, He's a bit of a hero in this episode. I know. He, this is this is is he on the turn? I think for a for a nice to be a nice guy. But we see him, don't we? Before this, checking that drawer and yes. the watch and the ball, his precious ball, <laughs> has been stolen. <laughs> so he realizes Carter Basie, and that's why he shows up to the card game. And yes, so he's given up the chance of five hundred women, um, which Marissa meticulously did the math. <laughs> I'm never going to get over that. Um, I understand uh, it was wrong. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's given up those chances of those 500 women, or as Marissa would have said, 5,000 women, and has gone to yep. show up for his mate. So, yes. Um, and he says, you keep the ball. <laughs> <laughs> they basically leave without calling the police. And maybe we need another jingle for when Chuck does something nice. Rather than a creepy Chuck Bass, maybe a cheeky Chuck Bass. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and you kind of learn that this Carter Basin character is not good news. He's shady AF. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, of course, it's 
Blair and Serena. Blair shows up at the shoot, where, of course, Dan is also there as well, turning up to see Serena to be on the sidelines with her. And what does poor Blair see when she shows up? She sees Serena in her outfits with her hair backcombed to high heaven. <laughs> That's yeah, very backcombed. Very, very noughties. Very like scene girl, like scene queen. Do you remember the, that, mm-hmm. that trend? And Blair sees what's going on. She immediately storms off. And Dan overhears everything. Like he overhears their argument. I have to say, I'm with Blair on this one. When they start arguing about it and she says... I thought that you were doing the shoot with me. They told me you were doing it with me. And she was like, Mm. did you not think it was weird that I didn't turn up at the same time as you, that I wasn't in hair and makeup, that you started Mm. shooting without me? I have to say, Serena is my poor little rich kid of the week. Ah. All that money and designer clothes. Poor little rich kid all alone. Poor little rich kid. Yeah, Serena is my poor little rich kid of the week. Not Nate, even though he lost money on cards. It's it's Serena because she's very much playing this innocent card of, oh, I don't want to be mm. in the spotlight. Oh, you know, I don't. Of course, your mum doesn't love me more. And of course, the guys aren't looking at me. And she's trying to say to Dan, of course, you know, I can be on the sidelines. But really, I don't think she can. So she's my poor little rich kid of the week. <laughs> poor little rich kid. I have some thoughts as well. Obviously, we know that Blair really likes attention, but she's obviously really upset. She's like, you take everything from me. You take Nate. You take my mum. Like, you know, this photo shoot's all about you now. I think if a friend is having that much of a negative impact on you, even if it's unintentional, you probably shouldn't be friends with them. Mm-hmm. Toxic. You know? And maybe that's why she's so mean to her all the time. I, I'm yet to be proof. That that's one thing I would say for the writers of the show is that they, they haven't made us care enough about their friendship yet. Yeah, I don't really get their friendship. It's a bit all over the place. But Mm. Serena goes back and quite rightly quits the photo shoot. Well, and Eleanor says, oh, come on. You know, I was going to tell her over dinner tonight. You know you love the spotlight. You always have, Serena, and there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) No, it was so great. Not not what you want to hear, really, you know. And at that moment as well, Dan's there on the roof too, because obviously he's been invited. And and this is a really unnecessary bit where then I was like, who are you? <laughs> it was so unnecessary. Again, like someone shitting on Dan, just like being mean to him for no reason. No wonder he's miserable. But he's what are like, you doing here? What are you doing? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> but um, the, the next bit then is is Dan actually goes and talks to Blair which I did not see coming. And it's a really deep chat. I know. I really didn't see this coming. I think it's a really nice moment, Even, but she's still so mean to him. She says something about needing a tetanus shot or something like that. Normally I need a tetanus shot to be within a meter of you. I know. So, oh God, like, can you just not be nice to anybody? Protect me from that that Brooklyn. (laughs) I know. Protect me from the poor people. Ew. The Blair Waldorf burn. God. Um, yeah. And they have a deep chat. He mm-hmm. shares that and he's like, I, I do wish I'd have told my mom how I felt because he, no matter what the outcome would have been, at least I would have expressed my feelings. So yeah, he kind of gives her that advice and well, she takes it, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Blair confront, confronts her mom. Big moment. I liked this. I know I did as well. And, and Eleanor was like, she admits the situation was mishandled. <laughs> I was, like, was going to tell you tonight over dinner. Yeah, she basically doesn't care. This deal was so important to her and she wasn't going to let Blair mess it up. Well, she actually said, I knew that you would forgive me in time. But if my company had failed because of you, that I'd is never it. have forgiven myself. And it's like, oh, God, that's heartbreaking. And mm. Blair's like, well, I hope you never do. Meaning you should have put me first. I like that moment. That was good. I did as well. So... We then see Serena and Dan on the roof. Mm-hmm. And he apologizes to her again. For judging her again, yeah. And then he asks her out uh, again. Oh my God, is this date ever going to freaking happen? I know, talk about suspense. Oh God, Jesus. But it's at Friday at eight o'clock. Yes, and, and Blair is like, we can agree to those terms, but as long as you change your hair and your shoes. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so close. Yeah, so far. <laughs> I know, after he's been so nice to her as well. I know. Like, will Blair ever be a nice person? Mm-hmm. Who knows? So it's kind of left there. So Dan is going to be taking Serena out on a date. 
Chuck has bailed out Nate and Nate is left going, I'm going to pay you back, man. I'm going to sort it out now. And, and Chuck's like, I love the way Chuck is like, oh, don't worry. You don't have to pay me back. It's like, it's thousands of pounds. It's I know, like you want that, you need that. Well, I mean, like I would need that money back. Well, I probably wouldn't lend anybody that amount of money anyway, but you know. <laughs> if I lend someone a fiver, I'm like, mate, can you uh, transfer that? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I noticed that even Nate calls his dad the captain though. Did you pick up on that? Yes. He's like, I need to, well, well, first of all, yes, he calls his dad the captain. He's like, oh, I need to make sure that the captain, and I'm like, wow, that's so weird. Calling I know, like, you, the surely captain. you can call him dad, right? Like, that's but allowed. The, the best part is like, oh, I need to make sure I try, I need to take this money out and hope the captain doesn't notice. How mm-hmm. much money do you have to have in one account that someone's not going to notice you taking out like 30 grand or whatever it is he lost? I know. A lot that you got to be hella rich for something like that. Well, he logs in and he finds that his account balance is a zero. Nil pois. <laughs> Nil pois. Yeah, I thought that was quite quite amusing. How they the bad acting of oh this there's no there's no money in this account. Can you imagine if that was me and I logged onto my bank account and I was like, there's no money in it. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, there would not be enough time in the world to calm you down. Like, <laughs> oh. And who maxed it out? The captain. <laughs> the captain. So um, that's obviously going to be left hanging for next week. We'll find out about mm. Nate's financial troubles. We know that Dan's going to be taking Serena out on a date. And Serena and Blair have a lovely friendship moment where they basically rob Blair's mum of all of her clothes. I did actually quite like this bit. <laughs> yeah. I was... did I found um I found out who the uh designer, like the ghost designer was. <gasps> okay, are we gonna do fashion and watch? Yes, again. we're gonna okay. do the okay. best fashion outfit. Okay, I know we've already done the jingle because you've talked about the worst outfit of the week so far, but I mean uh, I'm quite proud of this jingle, so I'm gonna play it again. Is that okay? Do it. All the best dressed and the worst one clothes of the episode. So they got a like so a real fashion designer to design specifically the clothes for the Eleanor Waldorf um, clothing line. Oh wow! So it's not it's not actually like another it's, designer. No, it's it's not like it's not that they bought clothes from Tory Burch or something like that. They or they just use the clothes from the general hair and wardrobe department or anything like that. No, it's a designer called Abigail Lorick, and she now designs sustainable swimwear. From oh, wow. uh, yeah, called An- Ansia. That's it's- super cool. So, oh, talk me through your favorite pieces of the line and what, and what the best one is ultimately. Yeah, so the best outfits I'm going to give to uh, Blair and Serena, the matching ones where Serena is in red and Blair is in blue, and Serena's got the little polka dot headscarf around her head. I really quite like that. Mm-hmm. Really, it really um, reminds me of, you know, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, like twin inspired. Yeah. Yeah. I really like those outfits. So simple. And it's such a nice scene as well because they've nicked the clothes and they're kind of doing their own little photo shoot. Yes. And they're actually, oh my God, have you noticed they're actually having fun with each other? What yeah. a concept. <laughs> yeah. You kind of get their friendship a bit more because Serena's given up the chance of the spotlight and she's proving it to to Blair. Um, I, I love the backless element of those dresses as well. Well, they're just really like, it's very plain, um, long sleeved, like pencil skirts. And it's definitely a Blair outfit and not a Serena outfit, I think. It's very simple, elegant. Quite Audrey, Audrey Hepburn-esque. Yes, it is. And I feel Serena is a bit more um, boho, hippie. Yeah, that's um, why she's got the scarf on. The headscarf, yeah. Well, that is the final scene of the episode Bad News Blair. And it kind of ends on quite a positive note for the friendship. Know, finally. Uh, we've also got, whilst they're doing this fashion shoot, you've got, Sean Kingston's Beautiful Girls playing, which was a real guilty pleasure of mine, to be honest. Oh, was it? Oh, no, it was played to death. I couldn't stand I don't mind it now, but at the time I was like, oh, please stop playing it. It's horrible. Oh, it was such a fun summer song. I liked it a lot. And the final Gossip Girl blast <clears throat> was this just in, S&B committing a crime of fashion. As much as a BFF can make you go WTF, there's no denying we'd all be a little less rich without them. And Serena and Blair, they do besties better than anyone. No, that's not a tear in my eye. It's just allergies. Without you, I'm nothing. Gossip girl. No XOXO. 
Oh, she's slacking. Wonder why. <laughs> she's not being consistent with the brand. <laughs> so I believe next week we are going to be discussing episode five. Daredevil, I wonder what's going to happen. I genuinely can't remember. I'm really glad we're doing this. I know. I haven't watched this episode yet either. So we're all in for a treat. <laughs> Yay! Okay. So thank you so much for tuning in to yeah. episode four. Our Instagram is at Upper East Podcasters. If you would like to send us anything, follow us, suggestions, just say hey. <laughs> Until next time, Upper East subscribers. You know you love to hate it. And hate to love it. XOXO! XOXO.